0: He pours it out of a wineskin. We need to have the wineskin of our modern age that can pour out what God's delivering. And this fellowship that we've found ourselves in now is, God willing, that wineskin. And we can start to see there's opportunities arising all throughout the city now that we may well be a part of. Only God could open these doors, but they're opening because of the wineskin. There's a dedication underneath the, the surface here of building disciples and building leaders that we're in so many ways still to activate, but we're committed to that path, absolutely committed to that path. We're not here to play church, we're not here to build a brand or an empire or a name or an ego, none of that. But we, we must build leaders, we must build disciples, otherwise the kingdom's at stake right now. And so that framework is there, ready to go, and suddenly the opportunities out of nowhere, just come. And uh, as I'm able to, as, as discretion will allow, I can open up some of those opportunities as they come forward, but I just want you to have faith and be excited that God wants to pour it out. He wants to do that, but he's, He creates a people and He creates a wineskin that's able to steward, because we're called to steward what God brings and pour it out in a meted way. And so it's all very exciting. I need to pause there before I get too far down a different track. But ultimately, you look back at Joseph's story, when we're When we allow ourselves to be crafted, we get our heads out of trying to figure out what God's doing and we just be faithful. God opens doors beyond reasonable logic. Look what happens in Genesis 41 where the Pharaoh has a dream. It says, when two full years had passed, Pharaoh had a dream. He was standing by the Nile. When out of the river came up seven cows, sleek and fat, and they grazed among the reeds. After them, seven other cows, ugly and gaunt, came up out of the Nile and stood beside those on the riverbank. And the cows that were ugly and gaunt ate up the seven sleek, fat cows, and the Pharaoh woke up, as you would. You've got to understand here, Pharaohs don't like cow dreams. Pharaohs don't like cow dreams. I'll show you why. Just whack up that next slide there, Hannah. This is, a, this is a, an image from a thing called the Book of the Dead. Sorry to bring heresy into the church, But the Egyptians had this thing called the Book of the Dead. The Book of the Dead was all about the spells and the process of going to the next life. And you'll see seven cows there and a bull looking a bit gaunt. And this is all part of the story of what happens as you go to to the next life. So when a pharaoh dreams about seven cows, he's going to be troubled, right? He's thinking, I'm about to die. I'm about to go to the next whatever it is. So my, my pyramid's not ready yet. So he's freaking out, because he thinks it's about that. You can pull that off now, because it's, it's, it's heresy. But it's hard to conceive that Joseph saw a, a way out. He was invited in, and it was, it was hard to see. You, know, you, you look at what he did next, and you think, did he take advantage of that situation? Did he take advantage of a weak king and a, and a dream that could be translated many ways? I think, no, not at all. I think he was just being Joseph. Joseph, the man that he'd become, wasn't that guy. I think Joseph was just doing joseph he was being who he had to be in the situation that he found himself in i think this becomes the point that life gets us to this point where we just are who we are and when whatever situation we're in that person arises that person leaks out and one day he's called out of prison didn't know it was coming the door opens hey come here you got a meeting and it's pharaoh oh here's what the, it's just there was no time to prepare no time to manipulate any of that he just gave this incredible uh, uh, what a translation of this dream just by being you, if you just be you as well, there, there's moments in your life where God's destiny just unfolds for you without any planning, anything. I skipped a page, hang on. I need to go back to what the interpretation of the dream. No, I haven't got it there. I think I've missed, I haven't printed a page of my... I'll have to wing it. <laughs> for, a <change. laughs> for a change. My apologies. What happens? you know the story more than likely. Joseph interprets the dream. The dream is about seven years of famine uh, following seven years of plenty. You, you need God, uh, God, you need Pharaoh, you need someone who can organize this for you. Here's my CV. No, he, didn't, he just he said, you need a guy. And Pharaoh goes, well, you're the guy. And, and he becomes second in charge. And the story goes on. Of course, his brothers and his father come back. It's a long tale of, of reconciliation and, and He finally got to front his brother and say, you know, you planned all this for evil, but God planned it for good. You think, what? Hang on, let's pull, God planned the pit? God planned the cougar? Someone else might have planted the cougar, but you know, you're saying this is God. And And you can see that he's living out of this upper story mentality. The lower story doesn't make any sort of sense. Because to be honest, in the lower story that we all live in, it's not just God at play. It's us at play. It's you at play. It's the devil at play. It's a broken world at play. And under that thing theologians call the permissive will of God, which is where we live, under this permissive will where bad things happen to good people. He injects in there his revealed will, which is the way to live, the Word of God. In the midst of that storm, live this way, live faithfully. But above all that is his sovereign will that we never get to see, which we could never understand or handle. And somehow, in the mystery of that, he works it out. So Joseph could say, you planned something for evil. God planned to use that for good. Incredible complexity of how God does that. He just finds a way to make things work together for good. So I just want to reset your faith today. Because you've probably got at least some element of mess in your life, of tiredness and confusion and all those sorts of things. And whether or not you've had a dream, whether or not you've had the prophet give you the word, God's looking for heavy lifters because there's a heavy load to be borne at the moment for the kingdom. It's a, 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 it's a big weight and it needs some weightlifters to handle it. People who've worked out, people who with faith have built up spiritual muscle through experiences like what Joseph went through and what you've been through. And we will never know, we don't get a chance here to unzip your story and to hear your story. But I'm sure it's full of tough days. But that's God allowing you to build the spiritual muscles that we need to get the upper story happening. But the story is not about one day. I want to make that really clear. Living in the kingdom is not about one day. That's, That's the way we want to look at that. That's the way cheap preaching will give that to you. It'll say, regardless of all that, one day it's all going to get better. Friends, to be honest, it may not. For the majority of the world, it really doesn't the circumstances don't really change a great deal it's not about one day it's about every day it's about every day because life is not a destination it's not a job description that we get to when we've ticked off all the boxes and everything's finally happened for us it's a trajectory it's a movement not a moment that's that's why we can overcome every day we can have faith every day because we don't know what the end story is going to be. But we can control today's story in the sense of how I respond to that. Whether it's in the pit or the prison or the palace, we just need to allow God to be with us right now, today. He's enough. He's promised you grace. All the grace you need, all the peace you need, all the wisdom and all the joy. We can have it right now. When we pray, when we praise, it doesn't need to be subject to what I'm going through, to who's let me down, or what's gone wrong. It's because of Him and He never changes. And we'll always get there with Him but our role is to embrace the tests that Joseph went through the integrity test am I going to be who I should be when no one's looking you know the cougar was there no one one would have known it was a victimless crime it would have mattered the whole end story would have taken a different tack we've got to embrace the faithfulness test saying yes to God regardless of the outcome and giving him our best I wonder what your story is looking like right now let's pray together let's pray together God, meet us right there. Father, I just pray you'd inject the reality of your presence into each story that's going on right now. Lord, as I I have the privilege of looking out into into all the eyes that are here today, and for each one, I I remember bits of their story, and we've all got them. And Father, I pray you'd give us the grace today to know you are with us. If there's anything you promised us, if there's anything the cross has made available, it's Emmanuel. God is with me, just as you are with Joseph and the thread that went through his life, but God was with him. It wasn't about the open door, it was about the walk along the journey. So, Lord, I bless every walk that's here. I pray you bless them with grace. Bless them with an awareness of grace, that, Lord, they would know that today we can breathe, today we can sing, today we can praise, today we can overcome, whether tomorrow is easy or not bless your presence in our life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.